This is Kai speaking. Welcome to the Daily Travel Tips podcast. Today, first today, I would like to remind you that on Sunday, the 4th of February at 8.30 in the morning, if you are in Playa de Carmen, come and meet with us at the Constituyentes, the Constitution Road at the beach. We are going to uh, do a beach cleanup for one or two hours. After that, we are all heading for a brunch or late breakfast so i'd like to invite you join us do something good together with us let's pick up some straws or cigarette butts from the beach here in Playa de Carmen and that's actually a uh, very frequent thing we do that every first Sunday uh, of the month so if you are not here next Sunday the 4th of February and maybe you are here another first Sunday of the month join us we are always meeting at 8 30 in the morning at the Constituyentes, the Constitution Avenue. So, that being said, today I'd like to talk about Akumal. Akumal Bay is, well, probably very known, famous. It is uh, located uh, 37 kilometers in the south of Playa de Carmen, that's at 22 miles, or if you are uh, looking added from Cancun it is a hundred kilometers in the south or uh, 62 miles south of Cancun the 2010 census that's the most uh, the closest most accurate uh, number I found on my quick research here on the internet um, they counted 1310 people living there now in eight years that changed probably a lot and they are now living there a couple more people most likely but once again unfortunately i was not able to find a more accurate number than the 2010 census this is here quite a challenge finding accurate uh figures you if you're following the podcast uh were listening to me when I was talking about the different cities here and it was quite a challenge to find some current numbers. Well, anyway, 2010, the census was 1,310 people living in Akumal. And if you were listening to that podcast closely, I mentioned that Cancun was founded in 1970. And now guess what? Akumal was founded in 1958. That is quite a difference. That is a very old, well, Pueblo, village, 1958, founded by Pablo José Romero Bush. If you look this guy up, you find him as Don Pablo. And according to Wiki, Mexican businessman. And I also read up that he does not have any uh, how do they say that? Blood relation to the former president of the United States. So, uh, that being said, that guy, I'm looking for the right phrase. I'm sorry, and I'm getting distracted here. I thought I, I did prepare everything and now I scrolled it, uh, I lost it. Well, anyway, Pablo Romero Bush, uh, founded the Akumal area as a 
community for scuba divers and Wikipedia is referring to him as a Mexican businessman, diver, writer, historian and archaeologist. So he was diving a lot, he was enjoying life a lot. I just understood as well that he is a billionaire, was a billionaire and that he was diving a lot and finding a lot of archaeological fragments in the ocean, cannon, cannonballs and he did quite uh, some good service here to the Mexican archaeology. archaeology. Um, he or his family still owns part of the portion of Acomal, including a couple of uh, hotels and that is actually, uh, how to say it, um, the right words, leading to some conflicts in nowadays. Acumal is a bay uh, by Mexican law. Uh, the beaches are public, uh, you cannot uh, buy private supposed to private beach property you're not able to buy that uh, just put a fence around it and say that's mine that's not possible but it is possible to buy the properties uh, which are leading to the beach and that is actually in Akumal since a couple of years uh, if not decades um, well limited to very very few small passages and it is uh, in some people interest I'm not saying related to any family so what I'm just saying it is uh, in some people's interest to close those uh, those uh, small passages in order to make the bay let's say private so Akumao is not known for that I mean amongst the locals the, the dispute uh, between the locals living and the, uh, the people owning uh, there is a lot of uh, dispute the last couple of years going on. There were demonstrations, there is uh, a political involvement. Every year something changes. This is uh, a quite... Um, I'm looking for the right words. <laughs> it, it is a delicate situation there. Maybe that's a good way to put it. Uh, Akumal is actually more known, especially amongst the the, the tourist for the sea turtles which are living there and that's uh, what I would like to focus on a bit more uh, talking about the politics and the um, well everything related to that that is probably an own topic I might catch up later anyway uh, Akumal is uh, a Spanish name Please correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but it's the Spanish name for the Mayan name, which is uh, calling Akumal Luum Iak, which means Luum Iak. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. My Mayan is still very, very gibberish. Um, Luum Iak means uh, the earth or the uh, tierra, yeah, the part, the earth of uh, the turtle. So since Apparently, many, many, many hundreds or maybe even thousands of years, uh, the turtles are living in that bay. And let me tell you why. It is a very logical thing. Let me explain you why we found the turtles there, what type of turtles we find there. It is really nice snorkeling with them. But in these days, let me also get into why you should reconsider. I'm not saying you should not. I'm just saying consider the way you do it, if you have to do it and why you want to do it. 
So let's start. Why are there turtles and what kind of turtles are there? The most common turtle you will find there, actually 99.9% .9 is the green sea turtle. Okay, that's the one which you are seeing here there. They are living in that bay uh, while they are still juveniles. The, all the turtles, I would say at least 90%, you see there are youngsters, teenagers. They are not, um, yeah, they're living there. Let me just start the other way around. They're living there until they become adults and then they leave the bay in order to look for a mating partner. But until then, they're staying in the bay for two reasons. It gives them shelter. There is a reef, the coral reef, right in front of the bay. You have to uh, imagine the bay as a U shape. And then on top of that U, there is a straight line like the Mesoamerican reef. I talked about that already, the second largest reef in uh, the world. Look up for the podcast, the Mesoamerican reef, if you're interested to learn more about that. Uh, so that U-shaped bay and the reef on top of it, the reef is actually protecting everything inside the bay. So all the, let's say, bigger waves are breaking in the reef, in the coral there, the uh, predator, predators most likely are staying outside. I don't want to say that they are, uh, haven't, have not been seen predators inside. Once in a while you see some predators of the turtles there, but it is not common. And that's the reason, that's the reason number one, why the turtles are in there. Reason number two, which is related to the coral bay, the, the, uh, the coral bay with its protection or with our protecting character is creating a microclimate inside the bay and that um, results in a certain seaweed growing inside the bay. There are actually three types of seaweed growing inside the bay of Akumal and two of these uh, seaweed types of species are I would say the favorite meal of the turtle. If you have been there, you have been seeing the turtles munching on that seaweed. And that is reason number two why the green sea turtle or the scientific name is Chilonia medias with an M-Y uh, medias is swimming, munching and living in uh, munching the seaweed, eating the seaweed uh, in Akumal. Those two reasons are, uh, well, that's why they are there. Now, obviously, wild turtles, observing them in their natural habitat, that is quite a thing to do. That is awesome to see. And uh, I cannot disagree with that. It is just a really, really lovely experience. Uh, people like to do that and I totally understand why. Now, you have to be careful, you have to consider what does the tourism, what kind of impact might the tourism have. First of all, let's, let's talk about the positive things. It gives the community living there a proper way of income. The guys people living there, they are living off the tourism. People are coming down to Akumal for 
let's say I would say the main the main reason are the turtles and then resulting out of that there is the gastronomy the the bars the restaurants the uh, the diving the snorkeling the fishing boats uh, and the the hotels obviously which is also another uh, big issue since the hotels they are uh, literally destroying with their development with their construction destroying very 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 valuable ground where there used to be mangroves protecting uh, the beaches from erosion uh, they built they construct the beaches and the palapas and the beach beds right so close to the beach that they're actually um, taking away beach nesting ground from the turtles um, the light distracts the turtles and they don't like to be disturbed when they are nesting when they are putting the eggs in the ground so that is a quite uh, hot topic uh, related well i was trying to start with the positive things and now i switched very very quickly to the negative things um let's say the over exploitation the mass tourism uh, is definitely having a and negative a very negative impact and that is well on a side note one of the uh, the main reason why we as Kai tours one and a half years ago decided we will not go uh, anymore to Akoma we used to offer the tours as a small group tour provider with families of four people sometimes maybe the maximum number i would say or six eight in a group usually we have couples so very small groups very sustainable and um well we decided to uh, get out of that in order to minimize or let's say do our part in minimizing the impact on the turtles now you are saying well if i'm not touching them and that is not self-evident every time i have been in the water and please feel free to ask around every time i have been in the water i saw people touching the turtles it is apparently a need in human nature to touch them i don't know how many hundreds of times i have been swimming there i don't know how it feels to touch a turtle i never touched a turtle and it doesn't feel like that i am missing something so that being said the mass tourism has a very negative impact on the bay now the bay is the turtle area i would say roughly 300 meters uh, you hear the mouse clicking I'm looking up how uh, 300 meters that's 900 feet I mean uh, roughly uh, being said that is uh, 0.9 miles or uh, in yards 328 yards so that is the um, the distance of the area you walk down the beach in order to cover the total area so in that area most likely or is the highest concentration of turtles due to the seaweed which is growing there now i'll give you three seconds to take a guess what do you think is the highest or what is an average day how many people are getting in the water there and what is the highest 
amount of tourists, people getting per day in the water during high season there. I give you three seconds. Okay, average day, 2,000 people. High season day, I have read and I have heard from different sources up to 6,000 people in that bay, in that distance. Well, obviously not all in that distance, but they have eventually they have to eventually get in that square or in that area, the 330 yards or the 300 meters where the turtles are. Now, people, let's say only one percent is touching turtles. That is still. 6,000 that is still uh, 60 people touching turtles and I'm I'm trying to not exaggerate okay one percent I think is is absolutely unlikely it's 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 a way higher percentage but that being said 60 people stressing the turtles okay then uh, what do you think how many what's the percentage of people uh, being in the water and being too lazy going to a restroom peeing in the water what would be the percentage? Would you say 10% is a, is a good number of 6,000? Now, what <laughs> we, we can dive into that very uh, deep and would uh, could figure out what is the average amount in milliliters <laughs> of, of pee, but I don't want to get uh, into that. I think you get the idea. Now, the next thing, now touching, peeing and sunscreening. What do you think is the percentage of people putting sunscreen on before they go into the water? Or I would say 50 at least. There is a, an incredible amount of people, I would say the other 50, which are uh, very, very happy to get sunburned. Apparently, that's my impression. Anyway, there is a 50% uh, of people in a not exaggerated way uh, which are putting sunscreen on which most likely is not biodegradable even though it is biodegradable it's still harmful biodegradable means that it degrades over a certain amount of time and the average biodegradable sunscreen i have heard degrades within one to two weeks so in those one to two weeks it still does a harm now where three threats caused by the mass tourism. Uh, roughly one and a half years ago, the Mexican government took action because there were, let me start the, uh, 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 I forgot something. Let me uh, catch up with that. There is um, the so-called CEA, the center, the ecological center of Acomal, uh, CEA, because in Spanish it's uh, Centro Ecologico Acomal, which is monitoring the uh, turtles. To be honest, I don't know if they're still there. I haven't been there for at least a year. Um, long story short, there were volunteers there investigating and um, checking on the turtles on a frequent basis. If you have been there, you realize that some of the turtles are tagged and uh, with those tags you could actually uh, figure out what is the 
well, let's say development of each turtle. Once a year they would uh, catch a turtle, put it on the boat, would measure it, would weigh it and would observe it and uh, take a look, a close look at it. And what did they find? They found tumorous, um, now I'm missing the, the, the right words. Um, I'm sorry, my, my English is not good enough for that. They found tumorous things growing on their skin. Um, which apparently are caused by those three threats. The stress, uh, the urine, which uh, if I'm not mistaken uh, results in a higher nitrate, uh, nitrate con concentration and the chemicals in the um, the, the chemicals in the sunscreen. So they saw or they realized that the turtles are actually getting sick. So uh, now getting back the Mexican government roughly one and a half years ago, they decided, okay, we have to take care of the turtles. Uh, turtles, obviously, as you uh, know, are an endangered species. All, all species uh, of sea turtles are endangered. That includes the green sea turtle we find in Akumal Bay. Um, they shut down the literally shut down the bay, they closed the bay, it was not open for snorkeling anymore. That for me, when I heard, uh, when I was listening or when I realized that, I, I, I was excited, I was like, wow, that, that is actually uh, a really, really great action the Mexican government took there. They even put police there, they put military there. Uh, it was a big, big issue for the locals, obviously, because their source of income uh, was wasn't there anymore. It, uh, as you can imagine, uh, caused a lot of tension because, as I mentioned earlier, other parties are interested to take that as a chance to close the bay completely, no more public access to it. There was a lot of things going on uh, during these days. And uh, once again, I was happy not for the people, obviously, but I was happy for the turtles. They got a rest and that uh, I got the idea, wow, the Mexican government is actually taking care of those uh, endangered species. Let's see what they do as next. Maybe they do not allow the people from the hotels to go to the beach during the nesting season and so on and so on. So I was very happily uh, very happy that I was not able to offer the service anymore. I was telling uh, my guests, I'm sorry, we, we do not offer that service anymore, but hey, uh, look at it at the bright side, at the positive side, it is good for the turtles. So, um, long story short, two months later, high season was picking up and guess what? The bay was open again. And um, for, uh, yeah, I'm, um, for, for me, I was I was so disappointed. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. Um, I was so di disappointed uh, about that hypocrisy. The two month break for the turtles uh, during low season. Obviously, that was in the month of September and October and November. I think uh, end of September they they started it just after the summer. October, November, it was closed and then uh, right before a high season, which is December here mainly, um, they opened the bay again and um, oh, 
I only could, or I'm still shaking my head about that. But um, let's move on. We are still not offering that service uh, because I believe, um, well, let's, well, move on. Uh, I talked two days ago with a good friend of mine and uh, he explained me the current situation in the bay and it is, I'm, I'm happy to hear that because apparently it's not such a mess touristy thing anymore and I, I am really happy to hear that because of the turbots. Apparently there are now in, Tul uh, in Tulum, <laughs> in Akumal, two areas which are completely forbidden to enter. This is the area where the seaweed is growing and this is apparently as well an area where uh, no human beings are allowed. In other words, the turtles, they have a, a ground or an area where they can, uh, yeah, get back and, well, stress-free, uh, can eat the, the seaweed and actually can relax. So I'm very happy to hear that. The snorkeling part, if you, if you are still looking to do that, um, in my honest opinion, you should, go to the bay and look there first of all at the bay get a first own impression okay do not buy something at the hotel without knowing what you get yourself into um, because so to hear the, uh, the the snorkeling activity is now snorkeling in a very very small corridor or channel um, which is surrounding uh, uh, or you're swimming in a half moon on a half circle around that uh, seaweed area and well apparently you see here and there some turtles passing by but it is definitely not anymore the same experience as, you, as it used to be so um, I'm very happy to hear that uh, the numbers of, of people are limited I don't know for certain how many there are permissions to some unions there there are restrictions I'm honestly uh, not getting too deep into that because those are things which are changing as well uh, frequently I don't want to bother you with that my in my humble opinion you should get there to Akumal make yourself a picture of the of the scene there maybe talk to the local guys there maybe talk to the dive shop um, I recommend you to use a local guide. You are actually helping the locals with your money. I, I hear it is roughly 500 pesos you, you pay, which is in these days around $30 for a guided tour. You most likely will say, well, I, I, I know how to swim. I know how to snorkel. I do not need a guide. Um, the situation there is sometimes like that, that the guides are insisting. And to be honest, my recommendation is avoid any fights with these guys. They feel entitled to ask you to go with them. They feel entitled. It's first of all their their bay. They are living there. They are feeling like they're uh, it's it's their property. So um, I have read and heard about uh, discussions or even up to fights there. Uh, if you're not willing to 
pay for it, I would highly recommend you to stay away and not go to Akuma. Please consider the snorkeling with the turtles. I'm not saying it is bad in these days, but if you do it, uh, please get a guide. Uh, stay away from the turtles for at least two meters. Don't stress them. Don't chase them. Two meters is six feet roughly. Don't chase them. Please do not put any sunscreen on. Use a rush guard. Um, well, go, go to the restroom before you get in the water. And uh, I think with that, stay in a horizontal position. Do not uh, get vertically with your fins steering up the sand, which is the vi uh, messing up the, the visibility and the sand actually is laying down on the leaves of the, of the seaweed. Uh, it's covered by sand, you are steering up um, and then the, the seaweed cannot do the photosynthesis anymore and it actually dies. It is a very fragile ecosystem there and we human beings, as always, we have a negative impact on ecosystems. We tend to do that, it is in our nature. I actually have seen people kicking turtles because they are so busy with their snorkeling equipment and then uh, kicking down with the fins. The water in the bay is uh, somewhere between uh, chest, up to your chest and uh, maybe two, two and a half meters, which, which is roughly six to eight feet. So it is very shallow. The uh, coral reef, I don't know if you still have the chance to see something of the coral reef. Actually, don't be disappointed. It is, it is a mess. It is uh, a dead coral for two reasons. Well, reason number one, again, we human, we suck in having uh, uh, a common sense. Uh, me as a guide, uh, I, I used to explain a lot what is common sense. Um, people snorkel out, go go uh, swimming out, far out, and then, then they get exhausted. Many people underestimate the snorkeling the, uh, activity. They say, yeah, it's just swimming in the water. What do I need a life jacket for? Uh, guys, don't underestimate it. If you have uh, that on a side note, if you are having, if you're not uh, doing frequently any sport, if you have never done sport for a couple of years, it is an exhausting activity. Get a life jacket. I think they are now mandatory there anyway. But get a life jacket. Um, do it slowly. It is a. Uh, I have seen or we read about it that there are people dying in the bay because of heart attacks because they are underestimating the the snorkeling activity. That on a side note, when you're snorkeling out and you're getting exhausted, well, you cannot just stand up there. Sure you can, but please don't. The coral is a living organism and you standing up on it is actually, uh, yeah, you you killing it. So that is a reason why many of the uh, coral there is literally dead. Another reason is we are living in an area where are frequently, where frequently are uh, hurricanes coming through and same thing in Siang Khan. Uh, when we go snorkeling in Siang Khan, you people are expecting 
when we tell them we are going to a virgin reef, uh, when we are in our in our Sian Kanful day tour, we're going snorkeling where nobody else is going snorkeling if the weather is fine. But um, you see that coral amongst the, the live coral and people are like, what is going on here? Why are, are the corals dead here? It is because when there is a hurricane or strong winds, the waves, the currents are actually breaking and destroying the coral. Well, that being said, I think um, we are almost done with uh, Akumal. Wow, is that half an hour me talking? Wow, 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 wow. Um, well, that that being said, I will finish up. If you are still listening, you are more than awesome. You're triple, fourth, five times awesome. Thank you very much for for listening to all of that. I, I'm hoping you consider it as, as useful information. I'm hoping it helps you to make a decision either going to Akumal or not going to Akumal. By the way, uh, there are public transportations uh, from the city center, either either uh, of, of uh, Tulum or uh, Playa de Carmen. Uh, I might get into that uh, on another podcast or just ask in the Facebook group, Riviera Maya lovers. I created that group in order to provide more help, more help as in the Travel Tips podcast. Just ask there, hey, how can I get with public transportation to Akumal? And I or somebody of the community will be more than happy to provide that information there in the Facebook group Riviera Maya lovers okay once again if you are still listening you are more than awesome if you are want to stay up to date with the podcast well subscribe to it on uh, soundcloud google play music or itunes you find us there under the travel tips podcast or just add us to your rss feed in case you would like to know or see Besides the Facebook group, what is keeping and the podcast keeping me and us busy as Kai Tours Mexico? Well, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, you find us under Kai Tours, K A Y Tours Mexico, on all social media and as well on the YouTube channel where I'm trying to get out on a weekly basis a vlog and every two weeks a bit more sophisticated video about the Mayan Riviera in Mexico and in common uh, generally spoken. Last week I have been to Calakmul in the state of Campeche from the Temple of Calakmul, we were looking at the Mirador in Guatemala. We were very close to the uh, border of Guatemala. And uh, that is another story. Uh, I will wrap it up here. Thank you very much. If you like what you're hearing, wow, send me, uh, give me some feedback. I always ask for that. I've never received any, no, once, sorry. Uh, some feedback, let me know how, I'm, how am I doing, uh, what are you missing maybe, or if you want me to cover a certain topic, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, requests, use the, use the hashtag QNAKK, K-A-Y, Q-N-A-K, and the uh, Travel Tips Podcast, TTP. Okay. I'm done here. I'm out of here for today. Thank you for listening and uh, talk to you tomorrow.